When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. have signed defensive back Fabian Moreau to a one-year deal. What a way to start the show, Hank. Yeah. I mean, a name that everyone's heard of, of course, right? Is that a joke? Yeah, that, that, oh, okay. that was a joke. I My... don't think a lot of people have heard of him, but he started 27 games oh, over yeah. the past three or two seasons, I should say. Yeah. This is a guy that can play. He's a starting quarterback. I always... Because the, the Raiders had Foster Moreau. Corner back. Exactly. Just for people to be clear. Not quarter. He did not say not quarter. quarter. No. I think that was some Montana coming uh, out of you. Damn, not again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was always Fabian Moreau and Foster Moreau. I can never remember which is which. Now you um, know. It's easy now. It better be. Otherwise, I'm going to embarrass myself. No, I'm kidding. This is Fabian. Yeah. I mean, Fabian Moreau, I don't know too much about him. I can't give like a full scouting report. Um but what I can say is that this is a really interesting move because, mm. you know, the way I see it, you know, I have my own depth chart that I kind of keep. Obviously, Pats are tan Damari Mathis on the outsides. Jaquan McMillan, probably their primary backup. And then Tremont Smith and Riley Moss right there. So there's five boundary cornerbacks. You also have, you know, Kwan Williams, who is obviously going to make the team. Um, <laughs> you've got Isang Bassey, who's probably on that bubble. Probably, I had thought, competing with Tremont Smith, who... Who do you want to spend the roster spot on? But now, where does Fabian Moreau fit into any of this? I have no idea. Well, there's no one got injured in the secondary today that we know of. I'm touching wood for that, so good news there. But, Henry, you said this name right before the pod started. Mm -hmm. Riley Moss has not been out at practice the past two days. Yesterday, uh, Sean Payton said it was a club decision. Today, there were some media members reporting that it was illness with Frank Clark yesterday and today, and they said it was the same with Riley Moss yesterday and today. You don't sign a guy, a vet like this, to a one-year contract with probably some guarantees because a dude's sick for a couple of days. So you wonder if there's a little something extra going on there. If you're trying to read into something, that's really the only place you can read into um, because, Hank, this secondary is stacked and they just continue to produce and impress day in and day out. So it's not like you're out there seeing Damari Mathis getting cooked and you're like, dang, Broncos need another starting cornerback right away. No, it, it's not that. No, not at all. And on top of that, I mean, this is a boundary cornerback. I just went back and double checked like 78 snaps in the slot last year or sorry, yeah, 76 in the slot, 722 out wide. So Yeah, that's pretty clear. Shows he's an where outside you want him guy. to play. And at six foot, two hundred pounds, yeah. four, three, five, forty, like that all he's got the size for everything outside. all adds up. This is a boundary cornerback, and he's only twenty nine. And like you said, like there's probably some sort of guarantee in there. Like he's he's he should be looking for a guarantee given how much he's been on the field the last couple of years. It does seem like he probably factors into their plans this year. Who's the cornerback they brought in last year? Um, it might have even been during the season. Sometimes there's this is a, kind of the point of it, though, is that who would even remember? And, and it could be that move. But typically you don't see a guy with 27 starts the past two years being brought in to be on the team for a week. 
And we may be talking about how Fabian Moreau is cut tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't expect it. Just typically guys that are brought in like this um, have like two starts in the past three seasons. That yep. is not the case here. So we're going to keep our eye on this. Oh. We got to dive in to the Russell Wilson meter. We can we can come back to this yeah. in the second segment as the show continues. Maybe we find out some more news about this. But Lamar Kale? Jackson, that's who I was thinking of. Who? Lamar Jackson. Oh, yes, like, of yeah, course. Like Lamar starter. Jackson, cornerback Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, that cornerback. Um, Lamar Jackson was not a fringe starter. He was not like a Broncos. friend's roster guy. Uh, I mean, but he had six starts the year before for... Yeah, oh. but again, that's that's kind of what oh, I'm saying. it was saying. two years before for the Jets. There yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he had yeah, six starts in exactly. the past two years where with Moreau, you're talking about 27 starts exactly. in the past two years. That's why this one feels a little bit different. Yeah, um, Okay, well, let's get to what the people want. How back is Russ, Kale? Let's see how back Russ is. Oh, oh come on, come on. Let's hit back up again. Let's keep going. Let's keep... Oh, oh man. Danger Witch, Russ. And for the people listening on the podcast side, that's one better than Let's Ride Russ, which means on the scale of five, he was at a two today. Henry, you don't like to hear that. No, you really don't. And to be honest, like, I don't know. I've, I'm not even all that interested in Russ at this point. Like, excuse like, me? Like, that's not the part that, like, we just got, like, I don't expect him to look good. I don't expect much of anything. Like this I don't whole think season it, or just in training in camp. camp practice. Like I just it, whether S- Russ is good or bad just doesn't get me going. It just doesn't anymore. What? Like what? Yeah, he's just, the key to everything this year. But we've just gone through so many of these training camps where it's like, oh look, he's good, or oh look, he's bad, and then it just doesn't matter. Well, we've only had one training camp of Russ before this season, True. and Russ was bad last year. He was underwhelming. We came he in was, here and I mean, every day. Um, he was bad for Russell Wilson. Every okay. day he got a three out of five yeah. on our scale. And that's not why the Broncos traded two first round picks, two second round picks and two starters and a backup quarterback for him. They no. didn't do that for like average. And we were thinking maybe Russ is just a gamer. And then it turned out that wasn't the case. At least last year, I'm sure um, for 10 years in training camp with Seattle, sometimes mm-hmm. he had a good uh, training camp. Sometimes he had a bad training camp in. For the most part, he played damn well for 10 seasons in Seattle. But we saw Russ last year. He was maybe not bad, underwhelming, I'd say is a fair word for Russ last year. And it translated to the season. We're sitting here almost a week into camp now. Six practices under the Broncos belt. Four real ones and two padded Mm -hmm. ones. And, I mean, certainly underwhelming. If you don't want to say bad, you can at least say he's been underwhelming. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been bad. He's definitely been bad. But that's just like I'm at the point where I, I I'm not reading too much into how Russ plays in training camp, and I'm what? I'm glad that that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that's it, how you it feel. Makes too. it a lot easier. Like I'm not I'm not too concerned. It makes it I'm a lot concerned. easier watching a pretty inept Broncos passing offense the first week of camp. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just the, the way it goes. Did you take some kind love before this? I didn't. Uh, take or hit, I don't, ingest no. uh, kind love before? Because you're, you're just too go with the flow, yeah. man. No, Everything's going to be all camp right. Camp has beaten the hell out of me. <laughs> I, it's, it's just, it's feeling long today. The sun's getting It's deep. feeling long. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, hot. we're a weekend. The, the grind has absolutely begun. But Henry, let's, uh, unless... You don't want to. I can just tell the people oh, no, about definitely. Russ, and you're just like, yeah, whatever, man. Russ is cool. <laughs> he's not cool. Uh, oh, he's not cool? Russ oh, no, he's cool? playing terrible. You don't like Let's Ride Russ? Oh, no, I do not like Let's Ride Russ. <laughs> so let's just start off. And uh, anything notable that you want to talk about from one-on-ones from Russ today? No. Okay, because I, just I don't do either. There. Today, yeah. first day that the Broncos have done one-on-ones, first day the Broncos have done nine-on-sevens. We'll, we'll dive into some, some highlights from that in the second segment. Um, but the Broncos did not do seven-on-seven seven today. Uh, that's not anything notable. They'll probably do it tomorrow. But we, we can't even draw on that for how Russ did. So all we get is team, which team's the best. We, we absolutely love team because that's real football. Yep. That's 11-on-11. And Russell Wilson started off. One for one, Henry. That's right, he did. That was and that was the new best pocket of camp. The best pocket of camp oh. was yesterday. That play is now the new best pocket of camp. Presented by Again, Hot Pocket. 
Oh, I wish. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if we were giving free Hot Pockets? That'd be incredible. But yeah, and it's like perfect pocket. And you're like, oh, look at this thing. Look at this thing. And I'm just watching the pocket the whole time. I'm not looking downfield. Next thing you know, Russ is just throwing it behind the line of scrimmage to Javante. And you're just like, ah, that's what you get from your uh, from your perfect pocket back there. Everything must be covered again. Damn, someone was coming at me for uh, being down on Russ. Oh, wow. I, I, I just tried to set up Russ for you know a good, nice completion. And Henry kind of bashes him for it. But Henry... You weren't bashing. You were it's telling the, the truth. truth. It, it was just a little completion behind the line. But honestly, for the way we've seen Russ the first five days of camp, I would take that. Because yeah. the very next play, you wish it was oh, a dump God. off to Javante Williams, two yards behind the line of scrimmage that ended up picking up three yards because Javante ran it to the sideline. This play, Russell Wilson is... Justin Simmons appeared... Uh, or. or uh, uh, approach this play like Russell Wilson was locked on Cortland Sutton. I, I don't yeah. know if he was locked on, but Cortland Sutton kind of coming over the middle of the field at 10 yards. I mean, he was not deep. Exactly. So about 10 yards, Russ steps up with Cortland, tries to fit an absolute laser into Cortland Sutton. And it was honestly like, it felt like a pro playing in high school because Justin was just clearly baiting the throw the entire way. Yep. Justin's behind Cortland. When the ball's thrown, Justin kind of just sidesteps in front of Cortland Sutton, puts his two hands in front of it. Easy interception. And, I mean, Justin said th this was just like a master class on how to bait a quarterback and then just like move around the wide receiver. Mm -hmm. My ball. See ya. Probably wouldn't have been a pick six because it was in the middle of the field. A lot of offensive linemen there. But, I mean... It was just such an easy play from court or, for, or from Justin Simmons. And I don't think it's easy for other safeties. Oh, you're like, you're hundred percent right. That's just, that's who Justin Simmons is. And that see, and that's where like Russell Wilson, is he good or bad? It's like, ah, sometimes you just got to get into a real game before with Justin Simmons. You can just see every single, and we'll talk more about him later, but well, my it, goodness, he he's incredible to your point though. And we will talk about Justin later to your point to maybe, give some credit to Russ, take some blame off of Russ. He's going up against Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan, yeah. Damari Mathis, who's taken some nice strides, uh, and Caden Stearns, who's a playmate. He's going up against those guys every single day, which which makes it really tough. So mm -hmm. I think that's a fair um, thing to throw out here when we're talking about Russell Wilson continuing to Definitely. struggle is he's going up against maybe not an elite defense, but he's going up against an elite secondary. Yeah, and that's... I can't find the exact quote, but uh, Sean Payton brought that up today, too. Just saying, like, yeah, it's it's really hard to go up against a secondary. They're really good. Yeah. And that's what we see over and over again. You know, we, we talk so much about these checkdowns. Checkdowns are probably good plays. Like, because I'm not surprised if Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan are taking away all the deep stuff. Like, the, the one before we get to the... One play today, the one big play of camp that this offense put together in the passing game, the first team offense at least, was when Samaje got up the sideline that wheel route because Dabari made a mistake. Right. And I haven't seen other mistakes for them to take advantage of. It's good. It's a really good point. Like, and and the fact that you now have Caden Stearns who'll just fly up into the box and uh, this was yesterday, but just dive through and break up a pass to Jerry. Yeah. You see that stuff and you're like, well, wait, there's nothing open deep ever. And now you have these guys down here trying to make plays. Like, if if I think a three, if if Russ puts up numbers that make us think like, oh, if you did that in a game, that's a three. That might be a little bit better day than we give it credit for too. But yeah, I mean that play from Simmons because he's that that's cover one, like that's man coverage, and he's just playing deep middle. He's like, oh, here comes this crosser. Like he sees it coming and just crashes up there when he should like. That's only 10 yards downfield. Like yeah. you said, like he should be way deeper than that, but he he's special. Yeah, he certainly is. And we're going to talk more about Justin, uh, but that, that was something that I really didn't like about this throw from Russ is that it was an interception just 10 yards down the middle of the field. There were some other defenders mm -hmm. in the air. It was a really crowded area. Um, so I just really don't like that decision there because the other interceptions that Russ has thrown in training camp have been deep downfield and, yep. you know, just a little bit inaccurate. Still not great decisions, but if you're trying to fit yeah. a ball in 10 yards, you better be damn sure that it's either going or it's it's going to be an incompletion, not that it's going to be just an easy pick from Justin. So about as bad of a start as you could have, going one for two for three yards and a pick. Um, yeah. About as bad of a start as you can have. Um, then the next team period, 
It doesn't get any better for Russell Wilson. Zach Allen had a tipped pass at the line. We're going to talk about Zach Allen yes, more as this are. podcast goes on. Then Russ did find Judy for about a seven-yard out. Uh, he got Jerry Judy, did a great job getting open on Damari Mathis. Damari Mathis is having the hell of a camp, and yeah. Jerry Judy just, he, 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 he plants his foot, and he's just mm-hmm. open right there. That's one of the things I wrote about yesterday was just the Damari Mathis-Jerry Judy battle. Yeah. Because it's every day there's, like, plays that those guys are making against each other. I don't remember Damari making one on Jerry. Maybe we'll hit in the notes, but I think Jerry pretty clearly won that battle today. Today, yeah, I think you're right. Um, it was a good throw from Russell Wilson. It was right yeah. where it needed to be, again, for a seven-yard out, so you like to see that accuracy on the outside. Then Mike McGlinchey had a false start, and then Zach Allen, again, had a sack. What would have been a sack, Benito was there, too. I'm not even sure Russell Wilson threw the ball on yeah. that one. It was so bad. Um, and then the very last play of that period, Albert Okuebunam, um, Russ threw the ball. It was like kind of a 10 yard stick route from, from Alberto. He kind of slipped and the ball was also probably, mm-hmm. uh, a little too high and left anyways, coupled with the slip. It just made it where there was no chance. Alberto was going to come up with that one, mm-hmm. but Henry, this was Alberto on Pat Sertan. Tough matchup. (laughs) Now, I understand that in practice, especially in training camp, Russell Wilson isn't going to say, I'm not throwing Pat Sertan's way. You're still going to open up the field. But interesting decision there, you might say. And that was like, it was they're in like like cover three, cover four, something where Pat's playing that boundary. And there looked like there was space before like Albert got deep enough to where Pat was going to be able to make a play on it. The, the throw was bad enough that we didn't really get to see, but Pat did get right in there. And I don't think, I think even if it was a good throw, Pat's making a play on that ball. He's knocking that out. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, just another really tough team period. And the play that still is just very much sticking out is that the interception. Yeah. But then in the final team period, you said it, Henry, yep. Russell Wilson's best play of camp. Absolutely. I mean, not just his, the first-team offense, their best play of camp. Um, You've got uh, Court, nothing special, just running up the sideline. Pat Sertan on him. And Pat Sertan in good coverage, which I feel like I don't even need to say. Like, of course, he's in good coverage. Smothering coverage, yeah. yeah. It's Pat Sertan coverage. And the ball's toward the sideline. Court's able to kind of rotate around and get to the ball and box Pat out a little bit. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, it was where it needed to be. It was uh, on the left side. It was it was great. It was a great throw. Um, the crowd reacted like he was in bounds. I'm not sure if we saw for sure. Justin came in and said out of bounds. I'm 90% sure that that was a, a clean catch. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea just because we were so far away at a terrible angle because this is the, the time of camp where we're having to walk yep. down. Uh, for media right after practice. Justin was adamant it was out of bounds. Um, but I, I, from talking to some people that might have had better angles, they, they were pretty sure that Cortland was in. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not taking Justin's word for that one. But yeah, I Typically, mean, defensive guys are going to say they were out of bounds. And that's what bumped Russ up to the uh, danger witch today from Let's <laughs> Ride. Yeah, they, I mean, this was looking like a Let's Ride until that throw because he ended Mm -hmm. practice um by taking off for a little short gain which is i believe the first time we've seen russ run in a team period and actually gain positive yards since day one when he did it three or four times Mm -hmm. um so it was nice to see that mobility back again um and then he hit javante for just a short completion and then the final play of practice for russ was uh he tried to throw a dart in the middle of the field and it was deflected um, or I shouldn't say deflected. It was a pass breakup in the middle of the field, so incomplete. But mm-hmm. um, Henry, without this savior 30, 35-yard pass, that's what I had it down for. Is that about right? Yeah. It would have been a disastrous day, but mm-hmm. he ended practice with his best play of camp, and it was a deep ball too. We, we've seen some struggles with the deep yeah. balls, whether it's being intercepted by Pat Sertan, or by uh, Caden Stearns, whether it's knockdowns, whether it's just being completely off with his accuracy. So it was really nice to see not just Russ yeah. connecting, but Cortland Sutton making a really good catch. In, dis, in, additionally, on top of the fact that Tim Patrick's now gone for the season. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that's my takeaway more than Russ making the throw is Court was able to bring that in against Pat Sertan. Yeah. There aren't, there aren't many people who do that. No, and that's no. 
again, it's preseason, but you or it's training camp, not even preseason. Yeah. But you hope that that translates to the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely hope it does. And when the season comes around, you're going to want to get your hands on some Breckenridge Distillery Bourbon. Mm. Their bourbon is one of the most highly awarded uh, bourbons, and they're one of the most highly awarded distilleries in the United States. It's a proud winner of three I, three-time icon winner of whiskey and nine-time winner of Best American Blended winner at the World Whiskey Awards by Whiskey Magazine. Pretty good source, I'd say, Whiskey Magazine. Yeah. Uh, and their Breckenridge bourbon, officially, official bourbon of the Broncos. If you can see right in front of me, we've got the bourbon on both sides here. And you've got the orange bourbon, you got the blue bourbon, you got mm. the Broncos bourbon, and Breckenridge Distillery. It's all about Denver. It's all about Colorado. It's all about yep. Breckenridge. It's all about the Broncos. But you can get it in all 50 states. And so to find your local retailer or you want to buy online, visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. We love them. The Broncos love them. We know you're going to love them. So check them out at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Definitely do that. Um, and definitely check out our friends over at Bet365 also. Um, this reminded me, I was wondering yesterday how much Cortland Sutton's line was going to change after uh, the yeah. injury to Tim Patrick. Let's see. There's receiving yards. So he was sitting at 700 and a half. Okay. So he needs 701 for it to hit. He's still at 700 and a half. Woo! Over at Bet365? Bet365. Damn. That feels like a good one. I'm also, I'm also in pretty deep on the uh, women's national team to win the World Cup. And... It was a tough one for me because I was like, ah, this team, they aren't as good this year. Like a lot of the really good players are gone. But then I looked and they're like almost plus 300. And I was like, well, I like America. I'm watching these <laughs> games anyway. I might as well just take it. Plus, I think it was like plus 265 or something after last night with another draw. Stressful. But uh, I'm also riding on that. So if you guys are watching those games, I wonder, I'm going to check that one too, because you might even be able to get better juice now that people aren't. Yeah. So they're plus 350 now. Oh. So if you didn't get in oh. at first, now might be the time okay. to steal that value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much cool stuff over at Bet365. And if you want to make both those bets, then what you can do is sign up uh, for a new account and use the code DNVR365 and you'll get an awesome bonus. Um, the way it works is you have to deposit $10 and you'll get $200 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet that's worth at least $1. Um, so download the Bet365 app. Use the code DMVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Um, please, gam please gamble responsibly. And if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants to help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, and there you go. We've got a lot of people tuning in live right now. Hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Helps us out. It's free for you. Also, subscribe. Turn on alerts so you know exactly when we're going live to break down everything in camp. And, Henry, I'll tell you what. You're going to want to have those alerts on for tomorrow's show. Oh, yes. We've got some yes, big-time yes, yes. news to share with you. A lot of people guessing in the comment section Nobody's on it. Twitter. No one's gotten it, so you're going to want to tune in, and mm -hmm. I promise you, if you listen to this show at all, it is going to impact you. It will impact you. It's going to be awesome. Oof. It's going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait. So make sure that you're not just riding with us on the podcast tomorrow, but ride with us on all socials because you might find yeah. out earlier what it is in the day. So make sure yeah. to follow us on Twitter, DNVR underscore Broncos, on TikTok, on Instagram, everywhere, and, of course, at the DNVR.com. Mm -hmm. But, Henry, let's look at more than just Russell Wilson's performance today. Let's look around the rest of the team and break down this rest of practice by getting into our <laughs> Bet365 top five performers mm -hmm. from today's practice. Ryan Sloan really quick says Zach's having I a know, baby. That's why I left. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Just kidding, mom. I'm uh, not pregnant. Zach's um, not pregnant. Maybe tune in tomorrow, though. You might find out. Oh, shit. Um, Double news. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into our Bet365 top five. I love that you use the word impact when you're talking about it. Mm, I couldn't think of anything clever. Ah, but, that, huh. that, that was not intentional. Yeah. Mm, it's going like to impact that. you. Yeah, it's going to impact you. Okay, so let's get into our Bet365 top five. Top five performers at camp today. And let's just start with number one, Henry. I think this is easy. Yeah, it's Justin Simmons, right? Oof, we're on the same page. It was easy. <sighs> that guy's just incredible. That was I mean, the, the interception today, um, the interception on Saturday, yep. 
the uh, the the nothing nothing really on Friday. We'll have to talk to with him about that. But Thursday though, he he tipped a ball up to Caden Sturms who intercepted it. So that's 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 three interceptions that he has caused in four yep. practices. Yep. And I mean the one that was tipped that Caden got could have been an interception it for could him have been. as well. And th- I mean it's just insane. Like we were saying before, like the interception he made today wasn't oh look, Russ just didn't see him and tried to. It's like, oh, just right in his chest. No, no, no. He had to make that play himself, and that's how all of these have been. Like, he is he is special. I think I kind of get caught up in seeing interception stats and being like, well, there's a whole bunch of luck involved. With Justin Simmons, there's no luck. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he led the league in forced turnovers last year. He's, he's had interception lead, too, right? If Wait, not, what? he was close. Did he lead the league in interceptions last year? I believe he was year? tied. I th- I th- yeah. Okay. He was tied for that, but he led the league in first turnovers. That's what it was. I mean that's not a fluke he is insane and what i'll tell you about that it's like very impressive that he's been an all pro it's very impressive that he led the league or was tied with the lead league in interceptions and led the league in turnovers last year henry what i've seen from justin simmons his first week of camp i'm pretty damn confident saying this is the best ball he's ever played He's just making it look so easy. Like that interception he had today where he just, he kind of baits Russell Wilson. It was like he was playing in slow motion and everyone else was going fast. And so he's just like, okay, I see Cortland coming over the middle. I'm going to just stay off, make Russ think he's open. And then not only am I going to jump it, but I'm just going to like casually step around Cortland, put my hands out, catch the ball with two hands. When Russ was actually throwing a dart, Cortland was running full speed. So Justin Simmons is making this look so easy. And I feel like he's playing the best ball of his career right now, Mm -hmm. which means all pro ball, which means best safety in the league ball, which means you're going to have the best cornerback in the NFL this year with Pat Sertan next to the best safety in the NFL with Justin Simmons. If he plays anywhere close to the level he's playing at right now, it's just crazy. I mean, he to me is probably the most, yeah, he's probably the most underrated player on the team, which is crazy because he's been that an all is, pro. That is why Like even you see like he's, you know, he's the 93 or whatever in Madden. He's like the number 60 player, 58 player, whatever it was on the top 100 list, but he should be higher. He's, He's a freak. Yep. He he absolutely is a freak. So number one, he absolutely deserves it. Maybe for all of camp, he's number one. Yeah. But certainly for at least um for at least today, he certainly deserve, deserves number one. Number two, you okay with me going Zach Allen here? Yeah. That's because good. another defensive list. guy, Zach Allen was. Ju- I mean, he's been a mo- just like Justin. He's been a monster throughout mm-hmm. all of camp. But number ninety nine, get used to him because he was. Paid just a little bit less than Draymond Jones this year mm-hmm. uh, in free agency. I think he's going to have a bigger impact than Draymond Jones. I think yes. the Broncos are actually making made the right swap uh, in going for Zach Allen instead of Draymond Jones. Zach Allen has been a beast going off the edge as a pass rusher. And I'm not talking about truly being a stand-up outside linebacker, but 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 playing outside against the mm-hmm. tackle. Uh, he's been really fast, but then also powerful going inside. He had two sacks today, potentially, yep. and just destroying what's a really good supposed to be a really good Broncos offensive line at least a very highly paid offensive line yeah the sacks and then he also just knocked a ball away yep just <laughs> Quinn Myers trying to block and just boop nope and it's he's gonna be a lot of a lot of Broncos fans favorite player mm, I that's think you're right. I think by about halfway through the season it's I'm willing to change my opinion on because I remember when they signed him and he got paid what like a million dollars less per year than yep. Draymond Jones yep. and I was like yep. you know what I would have I would have paid the money. Draymond's just a pass rusher. That's that's something that you can't lose. After seeing Zach Allen, I, I he looks he looks like a great defensive lineman. Yeah. He looks like a Pro Bowl defensive lineman. He's dominant. He's yep. he's moving guys out of the hole. He's collapsing running plays. He's getting his hand on the ball. He's making sacks. Like I I don't think he could do any more to impress me at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. All yeah. right, who's number three, Henry? Oh, uh, I think this is where I go. Jonathan Cooper. Oh yeah. We got to yep, mention we go with Jonathan. That? Okay. And, and again, I mean, another guy that we're talking about who's <laughs> not just great today, but great all of camp. Definitely. And, and that might've been a little bit of a tiebreaker, but he had a, he had back-to-back plays one where he just ran right around Cam Fleming who had a pretty rough day. Um, but, but ran right around him, got an easy sack. Like one of those sacks, that's almost like a Von Miller sack. We're like, 
That's like a Von Miller that, sack. That's just like Let's a two-second sack. Like, there's no way around that. Like, there's nothing the quarterback can do to not take that sack. Yeah. Doesn't matter how quickly you plan to get rid of the ball. Bang. He's just there. And then the next play, they run a toss to the other side. And Jonathan Cooper just weaves through traffic yep. and tackles it for, what, like a one-yard game. Yep. Like, on the other side of the field, he comes from the backside. I think that was, like, maybe the last rep for the ones or something, and so they switched. But he just goes down the sidelines, like, flexing and all that. It's it's He's another one where it's every day he's doing something something incredible, and today was just another day of that. And I don't even think this was one of the plays that you mentioned. The very second play no. uh, of team period, it was the first running play. They tried yep. to run to the left side, which is Garrett Bowles. What's Garrett Bowles good at? He's supposed to be just a, 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 a road grader. He's supposed yeah. to be able to dominate, especially dominate like a 250-pound guy, 240-pound, 230-pound outside linebacker. And Jonathan Cooper completely blew this run up. Um, he is just really impressing. I mean, Frank Clark didn't practice for two straight days. Frank Clark's still the starter. Randy Gregory's still yep. the starter. Um, but Baron Browning, he's not going to be ready potentially for the start of the season. I even think if Baron Browning comes back, Jonathan Cooper, uh, especially because Baron's probably going to need a couple of weeks to get back up to speed, mm-hmm. Jonathan Cooper is going to be your your very comfortable backup outside linebacker. And so, man, number zero looks extra good on him. Okay, Henry, um, let's get to our number four uh, best player today. Uh, I'm going to go... How about Greg Dulcich okay. with yep. a one-handed catch? Um, the Broncos are going to need Greg Dulcich to really yep. step up this year. Tim Patrick was going to have big plans in the middle of the field um, for, from just everything I've gathered the past 24 hours. He's going to be a big player for this team in the middle of the field. And now, who's that guy? Well, it's probably Greg Dulcich. Mm-hmm. Obviously a little bit different of a role, but maybe actually see him slide out and play a lot more slot, kind of a role that Tim was potentially going to play at some point this season. Today, he made a great catch on the sideline. The pass came from Jared Stidham on the sideline, what, three yards downfield, five yep. yards downfield. It was really like uh, um, a wheel route where he's going to the sideline. He It was an overthrow, but you just love to see Greg pull it in with one hand, turn up the field, and you just love seeing flashes from anyone that can be a receiver and step up. Definitely. I mean, he's another one we said yesterday, like, I think he's probably gotten the most targets in camp. Like it just seems like over and over again, the ball goes his way. And maybe some of that is because he's a tight end and he's in the flats and he's running the the drag routes and some of that short stuff and everything deep is covered. But even if, if that's why he winds up getting targeted a lot, because you know, he's just the check down guy. That's an important guy to have. And if he does that well, and he can break a couple of tackles, I mean, you look at some of the best tight ends in the league. I mean, Travis Kelsey, what does he do? Oh, he just catches a lot of balls underneath and then yep. turns and runs. 100%. There haven't been a lot of deep balls for Greg Dol- Dolcich. I think we did, we definitely saw some this spring in the offseason, but the underneath work seems to have come a long way from him yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, and so you absolutely love to see that. All right, Henry, you got anyone to round us out here? Yep. Who? Montrell. Hey, Montrell. I was going to say, are we giving yep. it to Ben DiNucci or Montrell? Know, there we go. I like it. We're going Montrell. That was such a tough ball to track. This this was the best play from the offense in all of camp. In all of camp. Any all offense. Camp. Any offense. First team, second team, third team, whatever. This was the best play. Um, Set it up for us. Montrell Washington runs a post. Yep. And it's like so, so, so deep that he breaks in and goes all the way across the field. The ball from Ben DiNucci just hangs up in the air. Montrell's like tracking it and tracking it and tracking it because point. he's got about three steps of separation probably yep. on. Does that Delonte Hood? I believe that's Delonte Hood. I didn't Hood. write it down. Um, I believe that was Delonte Hood. Um, but he brings it in, first of all, turns, runs, and uh, touchdown. That was just a big play touchdown. Probably, I mean, it doesn't really matter how long. It was, it was uh, as, as long as you need. If if there was a 200 yard field, he would have been off. 200 yard field, yeah, it would have been. I mean, Montreal speed. This is uh, where you're hoping maybe maybe you can get the KJ Hamler mm-hmm. replacement with Montreal just because of his speed and he was so wide open. Um, it's not like the ball was severely underthrown, but I mean, it certainly wasn't leading Montreal Washington, mm-hmm. which made it that much more difficult of a catch for Montreal. So I like giving this uh, number five spot to Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball traveled 50 yards in the air. I believe I had it written down as a 70 yard touchdown. Yeah. Biggest play of camp by far. Really the only play 
that we've seen go through the air to be a touchdown. Yep. Now, tomorrow, that, yeah. Sean Payton said the Broncos are going to be doing some live red work or red zone work. Yep. So that will be juicy. That will be fun. And that was Devon Key who was in coverage, not Delonte Hood. So Damn, apologize to Devontae. I know, I feel pretty bad about that one. Yeah. But also, the other thing, like a slight underthrow, a slight underthrow is how you coach that one. You know, like when you have three steps of separation, just make sure that you hit him. Not quite sure Ben DiNucci is going to overthrow that, though. That might have been that, all he had. That, that's not a <laughs> shot that to Ben DiNucci. I'm talking about a 50-yard yeah. pass already. Yeah. In order to hit him in stride, I mean, you might be talking 60 yards. To overthrow that, yep. we're talking about 65, <laughs> 70. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right about that, though. Uh, and And he put it in the right place where it wasn't enough of an underthrow, where Montreal would have been caught. It was still an easy touchdown. Definitely. Um, Any other... Lou McLaughlin, he's fast. So it's still just tough to say, like, whether he's picking up any chunk gains with any of these runs. Like, there's a couple where you're like, oh, he's untouched for, like, 10 yards for sure. Um, but but his burst just stands out every day at some point. You're just like, oh, wow, look at the way he goes. There's just two guys that I get confused in my head that Broncos country huh. needs to just keep their eye on through training camp if they're out of practice um in the preseason because these are two guys that could not just make the team but have an impact it's jaleel mclaughlin the yep. guy you're talking about the running back small running back speedy yep. set like every single record you can ever set in terms of running the ball yep. um and jaquan mcmillan and i get them confused because they're <laughs> it's both easy jm yep. and they're both smaller guys that shouldn't make the team in terms of just you look at their profile come yeah. from smaller schools but they're just balling the hell out right now so keep an eye on jm on offense and Jaleel, yeah, and 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 <laughs> JM on defense as well because those guys are having an incredible first week of camp. And you always wonder about smaller guys on offense and defense yep. when the pads come on. Well, are they really just, you know, flag football players? So far, two good practices for both of these guys in yep. pads. So really impressed. And I'll tell you what, Sean Payton's impressed with both of them as well. Also, there's a lot of uh, questions in the chat that I've seen. Um, Rattlesnake Master is that what that says? Just yes. What, yeah, that's what that says. Oh, um, well, it says uh, uh, the point is Rattlesnake Master has a <laughs> yes. super chat. He gets the idea. So if you have questions you want us to read, send a super chat. There you go. Right, yep. right on. Yeah, you almost it got was caught fun in that. I'll make, sure, I'll make sure not to get caught in that when yep. we hit super chats in the fourth. And as you guys know, we hit comments, yep. super chats in the fourth segment. And that's our bet three, six, five, top five. And Henry. I want to break down some spicy news of the day. Nathaniel Hackett oh, yeah. has responded <laughs> after oh. I tell you about our friends over at Backus and Shanker. If you are in any sort of accident where there's an injury involved, call our friends over at Backus and Shanker. They know how to win because they've won over a billion dollars. That's with a B. That's tons of zeros behind it. That's more than any contract ever in nfl wow. history a billion dollars not even patrick mahomes can come halfway close to how much backs and shanker have won that just shows how much money they've won i'm not sure if mahomes is the he's either the eighth highest paid quarterback right now or after joe burrow he will be Damn, which is ridiculous you would, you would bring that up right now when i'm telling no, people about injuries uh, you're you just out patrick you're mahomes just you're just out money. here hurting you brought up his broncos contract. country right now with Ugh. that comment but yeah patrick mahomes also had some pretty damning comments for the rest of the league today in an article i think said he oh, wants really? to take the tom brady route of oh, giving yep. you know getting enough money but not too much which just sucks and that may make you want to call backs and shanker to try to get some money from him maybe that's uh, so aaron, Ro aaron Rodgers also said yep. something similar to peter king like because he just gave he back just, 35 million dollars over the next two years insane yeah he said like yeah we kind of been talking about a few weeks like if there's anybody who they think they could add like and the quote was what it comes down to it was it was the right thing that made me feel the best. Just yeah. like and I guess it's like, yeah, you don't need to just go, what makes you feel the best? Man, and I mean these guys already have so much money already. Yeah. He'd already made three hundred million dollars in Green Bay. Yeah, that is just wild. We're talking about tons of big numbers in Bax and Chanker. They know all about big numbers, winning for their clients. And the great thing is they're not gonna charge you. No, nope. you get a free consultation when when you call them to see to find out about your case. They work on your case for free. You only pay them 
when you win. So no money out of your pocket until they win for you. Go check them out at coloradolaw.net. Whether you've been involved in an auto, um, a ride share, a motorcycle, any sort of car accident, pedestrian truck, they can help. So give them a call, even if you're injured at work, at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. That's Bax and Shanker. And uh, also hit up Kind Love, especially if you're going to a Broncos practice. You know, they can start a little bit slow. They're, uh, it's true. About the first hour is a snooze fest. It can be a bit of a snooze fest. Um, well, and that's why I think so many fans are showing up late. Like mm. it is a little bit smart of smart fans. Yeah, because you don't need to worry about getting in or not. Yep. Like you, you can just take your time. But yeah, so they go through their walkthrough. They do all their stretches. You know what would make those super exciting? Kind love. Oh. A little turbo <laughs> core. And all of a sudden those walkthroughs will be thrilling. You'll just be locked in. Um, the Turbo Core is an interesting product. It's like a little toothpick that you shove in a joint or a, a cigarette or a cigar. Really, anything you smoke, you just put it, push it right in there. It's like pokey on the end, so it'll just slide right in. And it makes your joint a lot stronger. It makes it burn a lot more smoothly. And it's a 100-milligram stick, so it actually uh, it's pretty strong, too. Uh, kind Love is farm-to-table. They grow everything themselves. Um, they they breed their own genetics. Uh, they they package it all. They sell it. And if you want twenty five percent off of all Kind Love flower pre rolls and their Turbo Joint line, you can go to their store at Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and you'll get that discount twenty five percent off all Kind Love flower pre rolls and their Turbo Core Joint. Or you can just head on over to KindLove.com and check out their whole menu and order online. There we go. And. Uh I just love that this story keeps giving. Yesterday, <sighs> Sean Payton was asked about Aaron Rodgers' comments about Sean Payton's comments to USA Today. I mean, we're talking about this story's almost lived a week now. Yep. And yesterday, Sean Payton tried to end it when responding to Aaron Rodgers' comments, when asked about his response to Aaron Rodgers' comments, calling um, Sean Payton insecure and saying, Keep my coach's mouth out of your name, mm. little Will Smith style. Um, that is... Uh, I forgot about that. So Sean Payton said, nope, I'm not commenting on it. This thing is over. It's not over, Sean. It's not yeah. over. Because today, Nathaniel Hackett talked to the media for the first time since Sean Payton's comments. And let's just hear straight from the former Denver Broncos head coach's mouth. Before we get started, I, j I just want to say something real quick. Obviously, last week has been a... Uh, very unique week, I think, uh, for, for this organization. And, um, you know, I, I've been involved in this business my whole life, 43 years. And uh, as a coach, you know, as a coach's kid, uh, you know, we live in a glass house. We know that. We all live in different rooms. We all got a key for it. And it's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but, uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. That's how we live here at the New York Jets. That's how we've lived everywhere I've been. No excuses. So I own all those things. And um, it's, it's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now was definitely expecting them in week five. So I, I'm, I'm almost thankful uh, that we got that, you know, out of the way. We all understand where, where, where uh, certain people feel and think. And I'll tell you, you can always look at that silver lining. And, man, this organization, these players, uh, the coaches, Sala, just the entire organization, Woody, I mean, Jaime, I mean, Gelfan, everybody has been unbelievable. I think that's something that is just awesome. It's brought our team together. Uh, even old players that I've coached uh, very recently, you know, just being able to, you know, hear them. And um, it makes you understand uh, that you do this for a very specific reason, for the love of the game, for the love of teaching, for the love of watching people grow. And uh, there's ups and downs. Never get too high, never get too low. And, uh, you know, got to love this stuff. So. Man, I feel like we were on roller coaster Hackett there. I mean, we, we uh. went everywhere. We went inside to talking about keys in the house to uh, former players calling him. Um, he <sighs> clearly did not want to uh, raise tensions any higher. Um, and you know what? Probably a pretty good answer for, from Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. um, saying he broke the coach's code, though, Henry. Did he? 
I mean, yeah, like you don't <laughs> do that. But also, like, I don't think Sean Payton cares. I so I'd only read it. Yeah, I hadn't listened to it. Yeah, and I hadn't listened to a word that Nathaniel Hackett said since. Yeah, everything went down. Have you seen the goatee since? Oh, I've seen the goatee. <laughs> but hearing his voice, I was like. Damn. That's right. This is how this goes. The things he goes <laughs> yeah. like you could close your eyes, and if I told you like this is actually Will Ferrell talking, <laughs> the voice just adds up perfectly. How did you never say that last year? I don't know. It just never hit me. Damn. But like now you listen, it's like yeah. If there was a Nathaniel Hackett movie, and I'm not sure what could happen this season that would make that <sighs> a thing, but Will Ferrell could play Nathaniel Hackett. Damn, you're the so voice right. Just, yeah, and he could grow the goatee. Yeah, and you know, man, like. This is just like well, and the, the crazy part is when he's talking about the house. It's yes. like it's a we all live in a glass house, and you're just like, okay, this is like the glass house, don't throw stones thing. It's like no, we all live in the same glass <laughs> house together. Every coach, and yeah, that that whole thing was a weird way to say it, but yeah, yeah he's not. The point isn't wrong. Just a what a journey. Yeah, yeah, it was seriously a journey <laughs> that Nathaniel Hackett took us on. There's a code in that house. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think he's right. I think it uh, was a surprise that this came out when it did. Just a random day in July. Now we broke down why Sean Payton had these comments released at the beginning of training camp. It was to put his support behind Russell Wilson, but all of these stray bullets that the Jets caught, not really stray bullets that Nathaniel Hackett took because it was pretty obvious his yeah. connection to it. But Those weren't strays. Those yeah, were just... Yeah, those were direct. But like the ones that shots. the Jets took were kind of like, huh, okay. oh, th th those were those were random. Uh, those were random from being the end of July yep. instead of being October 8th, 7th, 6th, 5th, leading up to that week five game. And I think what everyone just says, including Mike Tomlin to Peter King, Man, I wish this was an, a prime time Sunday night football game so everyone mm -hmm. could watch. I don't think it has the option of that no. anymore because it's not. It's too early in the season to be flexed. Exactly, it's just not. But I do think that'll be like the Tony Romo CBS oh, yeah. game of the day. Oh yeah, two twenty-five in Denver, baby. Nathaniel yep. Hackett's return. Yeah, and that's that's gonna be a fun week. That whole week is gonna be. I mean, you just hope things don't go horribly in those very winnable games before that game. Yep. yep. As long as everything kind of goes according to plan. And because because the thing is, it doesn't matter what happens with the Jets, because as long as the Broncos are in good shape, it'll be like a lot of fun. But if the, yeah. if the Jets are great, then it's obviously a big Even game. Yeah. If the Jets are bad, then then or then uh, who made that mistake? Then Sean Payton is uh, it gets to like right be happy He's about vindicated. Like, yeah they're not yep see i told you it was just coming talking, exactly told you it was coming i can see it coming oh, so man. we're gonna get i don't know robert sala well enough to know if he's gonna be given some uh some strays leading up to that week of the Broncos Jets game. I know Sean Payton's going to be throwing some things in, in his press conferences, yeah. which are going to make it juicy and spicy. And today, actually, this was not a shot at Nathaniel Hackett or the past coaching staffs from Garrett Bowles, but Garrett Bowles was talking about, I think he was asked, like, what makes this training camp different? And Garrett Bowles started off by saying, it's hard as hell, and then said, no, just kidding. It's like, oh. So is it not hard as hell? <laughs> I didn't really understand the joke. Uh, but he went on to say the number one focus in this camp, at least for the offensive side of the ball, is tempo and getting to the, the line of scrimmage with plenty of time for Russell Wilson mm -hmm. to diagnose the defense, see what's going on, and snap the damn ball. Now, Garrett, yeah. that, those weren't exactly Garrett's words, but he said we've had a lot of issues with that the past couple of years. He didn't just say last year. Yep. He said past couple of years and said that's not going to happen with Nathaniel Hackett. But it, it really is wild when we're talking about, like, what's the number one focus for the offense? Oh, getting to the line of scrimmage so that we have enough time to let our quarterback work because we've had so many issues with that in the past really puts into perspective how much of a mess it was. Mm -hmm. It's not a surprise, though, because, Hank, the Denver Broncos fans were counting down the play clock last yep. year to help the team with this. Yep. So everyone in Denver knows how bad it was, but it's just another example, not a shot from Garrett Bowles, but just like the honesty, like, yeah, this is how bad it was that this is where we're kind of starting this training camp. Yeah, and somebody said in the comments, but the fans should absolutely be counting the play play <laughs> clock down for the start of the game against the Jets. Like that is the biggest like middle finger to Nathaniel Hackett that there is. Like that's like they could start like a, a FU Hackett chant or something like that. That wouldn't hurt nearly as bad as 
counting down the play clock. Because that was that was a low. And you know what? Booing Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. Um, and uh, doing an fu chant, which I hope they don't do. Um, but that it's mean. That, yeah, that would that also wouldn't affect him at all. But if there's a troll that digs that deep, maybe that would slow him down yeah. just half a second. Maybe that would get into his mind. Maybe that would throw Aaron Rodgers off, being like. Why the hell are they counting down the play clock for me right now? Like, that is something that could actually have a psychological effect where I think everything else <laughs> is just mean and Hacker would just be like, yeah, F you guys too. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't bother him. Yeah. No, that that could be an all-timer. Like, if that actually happens, that's every every Twitter account is tweeting about it. It's like, oh my God, you can't believe it. Like, Mina Kimes will chime in and be like, yep. they're actually counting yep. down the play. Like, yep. Yep. everybody's going to be talking about it. It would be hilarious. And I think it's going to happen, and that is just going to make this Week 5 game a must-win, not for the Broncos, and not just for Sean Payton, but for Broncos country as well. Because, man, you do that, you try to troll them after what your head coach has said, and then you go out and lose at home? Yikes. How is this not Sunday night football? Uh, Like, how is this not? Like, could you imagine? Because Uh. Sean didn't say this after the draft. He should have said that. Now, it would have been even more crazy after the draft. But if you would have said it before schedule release, guarantee you Absolutely. this would have been Sunday night, Monday night. It would have been prime Imagine time. Imagine this on Sunday night. The fans are cl- counting down the play clock at yep. the start. Like, that's just incredible TV. You get to have, like, the whole, like, they'll have the video prepared. Like, yeah, here's what they're referencing. So they they had all these. Yep. You have, like, the cut up of the, <laughs> yeah. like, didn't get the playoff, didn't get the playoff, didn't get the playoff. And then you have, like, the fans came down. Like, it's just incredible TV, and it's such a waste. I never, I can't remember off the top of my head a current NFL coach talking about a game that they are not involved in that has no, um, it it has no meaning to their division talking Mm. about another game saying, damn, I want to watch that. Like Mike Tomlin did this game. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Okay. One more question on this one. So tomorrow somebody will ask Sean like, Hey, Nathaniel Hackett said, whatever. Do you think you broke the code? Is Sean, oh. there's, I think there's two options. Mm. I think it's either A, he says, I'm not talking about this Look, anymore. Guys. Or B, he said, yep, I screwed up. I broke the code. I think those are the two options. You know what he's not going to do? He's not going to say I screwed up. You don't think so? He, he's, he already, said it once? he's already given his apology that didn't have apology in it. It said mistake, regret. He's already done that. He's he's not going to keep coming around to this. No, I, th- I think that's what it is too. I think he just says we're done with this. But and I he hope, might even be a little bit upset. I hope else. he does. Go into the uh, code part. What if if he just gives this even more fire? Like, there's no code when you're one of the worst coaches in NFL history. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That would be incredible. Like, the drama would be awesome. Man, the drama. What? For Sunday night football, flex scheduling can be used up to twice between weeks 5 to 10. Oh, week five. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Maybe it is going to be flexed then. It has to be. What is week five Sunday night football game? Because what would keep this out of it is if it is like a juicy rivalry or something like that. Um, But Hank's pulling the schedule up right now. I mean, I can't think of a game I'd rather watch as a neutral fan. What is it? What is it, though? Let's see. The circles are circling. I mean, you know, if it's like Bengals, Ravens, that's a pretty damn big one. Cowboys 49ers. Damn. Okay. So what's tough about that is Dallas. That's got to be tough. True. For NBC to take Dallas yep. off of Sunday night. 49ers, another big fan base. Um, Not no, like the Cowboys, oh, another but big. big one. Yeah, yeah. No, another, another big fan base. Obviously, two teams that are supposed to be good. Jets are big, um, too, though. Broncos are also big. Not yeah, no, 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 de- definitely. It's competitive. Um, yeah, I mean, you can absolutely make the case now that the Broncos <sighs> Jets should be that. Damn, I just wish it was. Maybe that. Maybe the 49ers start off 0 and three because of their quarterback play or something, and that's how it gets flexed. Because I believe it has to be flexed two weeks in advance. I think that's what it is. Yeah, man. I hope. I love that. I love also, that there's a possibility of it, Henry. So two of the six they're allowed to flex. The next week is Giants at Bills. Okay. New York rivalry, big fam- Uh Next week is Dolphins and Eagles. Okay. Next week is Bears and Chargers. Next week is Bills Bengals. That one won't get flexed. Damn, I wish. Next I one's wish this... Jets Raiders. That's the last one. Okay. Yeah, there's only one that's like 
I think juicier or potentially better than 49ers Cowboys, unfortunately. So if this was yeah. any other week, I'd be like, yeah, in a heartbeat. Yep. Damn. We'll okay. See. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I love that there's a possibility and there's a possibility. It's actually not a possibility. It's a guarantee that you're going to get 10% off over at foco.com by using that code DNVR to get the coolest merchandise out there of Colorado sports, really any sports, but definitely Colorado sports. They've got it all. We've got a lot of things on our set. Uh, they've got bobbleheads. They've got pennants. They've got shirts. They've got apparel. You want some Nuggets merch? Check out our friends over at FOCO. You want Broncos gear for the season? Check out our friends over at FOCO. And use that promo code DNVR to get 10% off your order. We love FOCO. You are going to love them too. Speaking of loving things, Henry, you guys are going to love what we've got coming at you tomorrow. Oh, so make sure boy. to stay tuned. 2.30 yeah. is when we're going live. Also, like I said, follow the rest of our social channels to to maybe get a little preview yep. of what's to come. Um, I'm very excited for this. I think Henry is as well. I, th oh, I yeah. speak for him as well. Um, and uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be very, very fun. Henry, shall we dive into some comments? Let's dive in. All right, we actually have some super chats coming in. And before we get to the comments, we've got so many people watching that have not smashed that thumbs up. So if you wouldn't mind smashing that thumbs up, we'd really appreciate it. It really helps us out. It's free. It helps grow this community. Um, and so we would really appreciate it. Let's get to 200 before the show is over. That's a great goal for us. We've already got some coming in. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate the support. All right, first super chat coming in from John coming in and he says we would not be here without jerry rosberg maybe maybe wow. jerry did do some things um i know sean payton gets a lot of credit for taking away russell wilson's yep. office for not allowing his coaches in the building jerry rosberg was the one that actually took yep. away his office uh and uh, didn't allow his coaches in the building the final two weeks of the season so if you really want to give credit to anyone it's jerry rosberg and then sean payton just kind of w went along with that yeah, I mean, that's a. I still look at Jerry Rosberg as like the the angel who wow. just like comes down, wow. says like, no, this is not that. And he shows you the way and he's like, we are going to work hard. We're going to focus on special teams. There's no more off. Like, and then he also said like all the stuff about like, the, oh, this is a really good ownership group. This is going to be a great organization going forward. You're in good hands. Yeah. And then off he goes again left back yeah. to his lake house in the middle yep. of nowhere jerry rosberg the broncos angel yep jerry rosberg the broncos angel i love it um and we had another super chat i just want to give a shout out kale to whoever put that comment in there about uh justin simmons let's just say justin simmons is a good <laughs> baiter of the football is essentially yeah. the message that rattlesnake master gave us so we appreciate the yep. uh the super chat there, Rattlesnake and Some would master. say that their true master is Justin. Their true master is Justin? Not, not the Rattlesnake master, but... Oh, that's that's yeah. very true. Good point. All right, we got some, got some comments on the website. First one coming in from Defender96. It's been a minute since my last comment, and I hope y'all are well. Just catching up on the pod and heard the different takes on Frank Clark's comments. I wanted to share that I'm firmly in the Love It camp. Ah. The Broncos' record of ineptitude in the NFL, the AFC West versus the Chiefs is an embarrassment. For this once-storied franchise, Clark's quip is truth, and the team and fan base should be stop believing the hype at training camp. Uh, hope springs eternal. Put their collective heads down, get to work, and prove it on the damn field. Go Broncos. Well, Defender 96, that's exactly the attitude that Sean Payton's taken this entire season, so you must love Sean. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Next one from our battle loop says, Hello, Hank. Last season, about this time, I drank the Hackett Kool-Aid and made a bet, $100 to charity, and a public apology that we go to the playoffs. I would like to apologize for my part. In building up the Broncos' hopes last offseason, optimism is a two-sided sword that can cut the wilder. To any of the fellow Optimist Broncos fans who I may have similarly hyped up, I'm sorry. The Broncos Foundation got $100 richer, and it's not a complete loss. That said, Hank... Hope springs eternal, baby. I need to do my part to get you believing again. And if I have to put money where my mouth is, so be it. My proposition is this, Henry. Oh, boy. I wager that the Broncos take one of the two games against the Chiefs this year. If I lose, I will gift a one-year DNVR diehard membership to a deserving soul, of which there are many. Additionally, I'll come to the DNVR bar and buy you a Breck brew Ooh. and tell you how smart you are and how much you know ball in person. Sounds pretty nice. If you lose, Hank, 
you do the same, but with a kicker. You have to announce live on the pod that you will never express belief or, heaven forbid, fear <laughs> as it relates to the Chiefs as long as RK has earmuffs oh. in effect, which we all know is for all time. Please suggest any amendments to said waiver, wager. I'm in the chat. Can't wait for my cold pop. I'm really partial to Avalanche Amber and being told how well I know Ball Arvada Lou. Wow. So this is interesting because the tough part is that I would no longer be able to say like, like is, is saying, I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers this week. Like I, I think that would be allowed okay. because that doesn't inflect fear, I think. Okay, so I can no longer fe- You know what? The truth is that the Broncos win. I won't fear the Chiefs. Mm. So that'll be so fine. So go hand in hand. Yeah, so this is fine. Let's make the deal. So it's a done deal. I've yeah. had a look. If you're in the comment section right now, it is a done, done deal. deal. I absolutely love it. So Broncos just have to go one and one. Yep. Against the Chiefs. Yep. For you to lose. I hope I lose. There we go. I really hope I lose. I love it. T Wood 16 in the comment section in reaction to Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler's injuries news says Broncos country. Let's cry. Yep. Oh. Very sad day. Um, speaking of injuries, Jonas Griffith walked off the field today pretty darn slowly. Henry, you had a better view of it. What did you see? No speculation, um, of course. Yeah. Since we're not allowed to per Broncos specifically media. Specifically told don't speculate. What we can say is the facts. So it was the last rep of the special teams period, um, practicing kickoff stuff, kick coverage. He goes down, practicing kick coverage. And what I saw was that he was slow getting up. He was mm. kind of limping a little bit. And then he just kind of stood there. The trainers come over. And the whole thing kind of took a while. It was like 30 seconds of like him waiting for the trainers. The trainers finally get there. And then um, it kind of has this slow limp off the field. I I saw them look at his knee. Okay. Others said it looked like dehydration. Um, nobody asked, but I never saw him again the rest of practice. But that yeah, is an update. I didn't, I didn't see him come back Jonas either. has been great in this camp. He's been everywhere. And it's just a shame because he would have so many splash plays if they're allowed to hit, if they're allowed to tackle. And so well, pairing up. like there's there's a lot of like catches that are like for three yard gains in the middle of the field. And you're like, oh, Jonas was about to kill that man. Mm. But we just can't see that part. Right. Right. Yep. Very fair. So we're going to keep our eye on that. Um, Quinn Miners left practice 10 minutes early yep. as coach after practice about it. He said, oh, no, he's fine. Yeah. Um, so nothing to worry about there. All right. Next comment coming in from Jay Benson, Ooh, 318. Another thing on Quinn. Might yeah. as well say it. Um, so he, when Zach Allen had the batted ball, that was against Quinn. And after that, Quinn was kind of like grabbing at his chin or his throat or something like that and wound up coming out. And they subbed in Henry Bird um, to, to replace him. For that session. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. And then later he left early. Jay Benson 318 says, with the injury to Tim Patrick, there's been a lot of talk about which wide receiver will step up in his absence. Will it be someone already on the roster or through acquisition? I believe this creates a massive opportunity for tight ends to step up. In particular, I can see both Dosis and Alberto having increased roles. I know they do they do not have the same proven track record as Patrick, but they have similar size and skill set. They are both used as space versus inline blockers. I know it isn't a one-to-one swap, but I'm optimistic that Sean Payton can utilize these assets and maximize their potential. Much love all the way from Fargo, North Dakota. Kind of that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where you're from, Henry. No, it's not. It's in the same area. It's north. N- no, I mean th- Montana and North Dakota are north. I can guarantee you that. Henry. They are both north. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm not even from like regular Montana. I'm from like pretty beautiful Montana. Not wow, from, like, what do you call it? North Dakota? A lot like Eastern Montana. Wow. Also, Fargo's where North Dakota State is. And I don't hold that against him in particular, but mm. that is why I personally do not like Fargo. Mm. Um, but I do like him. Um, yeah, so big receiver. I mean, Marcus Callaway, he's he's going to be doing a lot of things that Tim Patrick did. That's just the truth. I also think, though, that Greg Dulcich is going to do a lot of those things. Mm. Um, I Because we talked so much, you know, half half of his snaps last year, he wasn't lined up as a tight end. He was lined up as a receiver. Um, and that's just a tight end flex out or whatever. But that means that you can go to those formations with him in the slot a little bit um, and maybe bring in an Adam Troutman, bring in a Chris Mannerts for the blocking. You, you have a lot of options. And we know Sean Payton likes to use all these different combinations, but I'm sure he would have liked combinations where he just gets a few big receivers who can like he loves to just run hitches just everybody runs a hitch everybody just goes five yards downfield and turns around and with big receivers you can do that stuff and they still have some but you know and marcus callaway he's an nfl player 
and he's maybe not a guy that you get excited about. He's also only 25, so there's no reason to think he's already played his best football. Right. Well, Jordan Humphrey, that's one where you're projecting a lot more um, just because uh, he wasn't on a roster. He wasn't on a practice squad for the second half of last season. You know, he was near out of the NFL. So, again, another young player, but you're, those are big guys who can't really run and... <laughs> They they bring the skills they bring. Lil Jordan Humphrey had a great block on a screen, either today or yesterday. I can't remember which one. But you see some of that stuff too that Tim Patrick also brought to the table. Lil Jordan ain't little. Big Jordan. Big Jordan. Big, Big Jordan. Jordan Humphrey. Yep. Should we end the pod with some shout outs? Yeah. Brought to you by our friend Nash Bronco in the comment section. Says shout out to the new members and to the count. Wait, new members of what? New oh. members of. Oh. What do you mean of what? Oh, I mean just I don't know. Of us, of our family. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're all of what us. What are you talking about? But not necessarily new, you know, new oh, members. Wow. But, oh, wow. wow. Is that part of the tease, Hank? I don't know. Okay. Was, now, okay. now it is, I guess. Okay, Nash <laughs> Bronca. Maybe he knows. Maybe. Shout out to the new members and to the count. I'm sure he'll be bummed to learn that Timmy Pat Pat, when he emerges from his slumber, wherever he is, we love the count. We love Nash Bronco. We love everyone. That's rolling with us in the comment section. That's rolling with us live. That's rolling with us on the podcast side. And speaking of rolling with us, hang around for tomorrow's podcast. Hang tomorrow's going to be a fun you'll, day. You'll want to tune in. Uh, rolling around. We might. Uh, it'll be fun. Let's just say that. It's going to be a really gonna, fun day It's going to be fun. And it's not just tomorrow. I'll tell you that. So no. we really appreciate you rolling with us. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you tomorrow, 2.30. One last